I love it. I love uh, that you're so helping. In session, we were supposed to cap this class at 40, um, but I didn't have the heart to, to stop registration. So you can blame me for this, but every one of you are in the room for a reason. And uh, we're going to have a great six-week journey together. So um, I know every week not everybody can be here, so we'll fill in the gaps. But I do want to encourage you and challenge you to be here as much as you can. Um, I'm going to open us with just a, a quick reading, and then we're going to do some introductions and jump into it, because we, we just have six weeks together. Um, so this is the Gospel of Mark, and this is chapter 1 and verse 1. So Mark 1, 1. It says this. This is the good news about Jesus. This is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. This is the opening line of the Gospel of Mark. This is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. So... Um, gets right to the point. Uh, this is what it's all about. And we're going to be studying this book, the Gospel of Mark. And Mark is probably the first gospel that we read. Um, all but 31 verses in the Gospel of Mark are quoted by other gospel writers. So in the other three gospels, Matthew, Mark, and John, I'm sorry, Matthew, Luke, and John, quote all but 31 verses from Mark. So he was a source, you know, piece of material for them. Um, it's, it's action-packed. It has more events recorded in the Gospel of Mark than any other Gospel. So, lots. And, uh, there's, but it's also short stuff. So it's right to the And so we want to get to that together um, as a class. And so we're going to walk through the Gospel of Mark together. You're going to have some readings every week. We're going to come and do some overview teachings and zoom in and zoom out, zoom out together. And we've got a great um, team that's going to help lead us. And tonight, um, actually, from our first Discovering Jesus class that are in here for round two. So they came back uh, again. And we've kind of retooled the class um, from our first go-around. Um, but Robbie and Janet helped to facilitate, and they're here tonight. They can only be here for one week. Um, Robbie was the campus pastor at Forest Hill Valentine. Um, and Janet, who have served there together for 35 years, 36 years. Um, Robbie was my youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> he can tell you all kinds of stories, but he won't. We have an agreement. He won't. Um, and, and Gabe Smith, too. Gabe Smith, who's our executive pastor. Gabe and I were in youth group together. Robbie, Robbie was, our, was our student pastor. Um, just an incredible teacher. And, um, and Janet as well. And uh, they just had an amazing life of ministry to us and so many other people. So you're going to be blessed by them tonight. And since they're here, we want to use them. Um, and so they're going to lead us off with some introductory type of things. But before we get into that, we want to introduce ourselves. And we thought we could use uh, screensavers to do that. Okay? So I'll let, let's go left to right. Robbie, I think you're first. You want to share anything about the picture? Yeah, well, well where to go. Uh, so Janet and I have been married 37 years. Alabama, where Janet's parents live, and she got to hang out with her great-grandparents. 
Nashville where my parents are. And you know, my mother is 88 and very frail and got to see Sarah Bottle. And he just, he, she was like the uh, goodwill ambassador. Mm -hmm. great grandparents. So we took this picture and that's my screensaver right now on my phone. Yeah. So, um, hi everybody. I'm Janet. Uh, as Robbie said, we've been married 35, 37 years. <laughs> 37 years. Um, uh, it's a leap year, yeah. So, um, we, as he said, we have two grown daughters who are both married. We have two sons-in-law, both named David. So, we just kind of throw out, we have a granddaughter named Fisher. So, we kind of just throw out names and somebody usually will answer. So, um, I work as a leadership development director at a professional services firm here in Charlotte, Clifton, Lawrence, and Allen. So, uh, that's what I do, my day job. But this picture, what I was looking, where did, the, where did we find this? This is actually our 30-year-old daughter when she was 18 months old, hugging, um, like just giving a hug to this little dog that's a statue. And I don't know, I just, I've, I have had screensaver after screensaver after screensaver of this angel, but I was like, okay, what about this angel? Oh my gosh. So that's our daughter, Ryan, uh, hugging a stone dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were scrummaging for a picture, which is fine. Um, this picture was taken. We love the band U2, and so we were, we got to see them at the sphere. That was no way. a thing, let me just tell you. So anyway, wow. that was us trying to be the Edge and Bonner. Um, <laughs> and clearly, we crushed it. Oh. But, um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, Chris and I have been married 22 years. I usually get it wrong, but so he's looking good, at it. Good, I work together. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Um, and then we have three kids, um, all teenagers. Jackson, who's with us tonight, he's our oldest. And then Marin and Faith. Marin is a junior, and Faith is an eighth grader. Jackson's in her senior year. Woo, woo, almost there, bud. Um, and yeah, and I, I work at Charlotte Christian. I'm the lower school assistant principal there. I've been in education a lot of my life, and primarily leadership through the local church through those are the nuts and my hardest so I am so grateful to be here with you guys and just want to say thank you for joining us and having the courage to come and share and work yeah, yeah. faith is incredible so so encourage to you it does yeah. come full circle because actually you taught that little angel right so yeah yeah so yeah Jen was my daughter's fifth grade teacher so yeah Yep. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yep. Okay, Chris. This May will be, and Robbie gave me my first job in ministry, and that will be 25 years ago. Wow. <laughs> 25 years later, I served for 11 and a half years at Forest Hill, where these guys are still, um, and did a lot of things there, and then we planted a church. Um, in the Matthews area and were there for eight years and then that church and the church that was here came together and formed New City Church and that was five years ago so I have been here now for 14 years um, and it's been this incredible journey and um, this has been such a fun season and I want to just add yeah thank you guys for being here mm -hmm. I'm so sure you had a full day there were a lot of things that you could have done including being by a warm fire somewhere <laughs> um, but you came and, 
prayers together is that you know the Lord's really going to meet you in this, mm-hmm. and through your reading of the Gospel of Mark mm-hmm. and our conversations and your conversations with each other, that God's just going to show up. Mm-hmm. And the whole class, guys, you know, we're not hiding the football here, <laughs> is just trying to discover more who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so many people in the world um, wrestle with the same questions that we wrestle with about faith and where do I belong, where do I fit in. So many people are saying, you know, no to the church. Um, but, but, but I'm open to Jesus. I'm open to talking about Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful that you could come to a church uh, and be with us and have a discussion about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to do. And so we're going to engage the Gospel of Mark. We're going to use um, some videos from Who Gets Us. Um, if you've seen some of those running right now, The Chosen, um, which some of you, I see some nodding heads, have engaged, which I would, we would, I think, all highly recommend as a way to engage the scriptures by watching chosen so we'll curate some of those that content for you um but tonight we wanted you to get to know each other a little bit and i know it's a full room um so the, our row in the back you'll have to improvise with us okay but our, in your row or around your tables um if you'd be willing to share your your screensaver if whatever it might be and you know just share maybe just for time's sake share maybe 20 30 seconds about what the picture means to you right there because yeah so I'll get out of the way so it's not quite so weird and I'm not <laughs> good, good to know good to know yes I should put it somewhere that might not end up there. That's better. It's a glowing green light coming from you. <laughs> it's like you said. It's a very. It takes a lot of courage to come and be here and to. Um, admit you don't know things or to stand in a room with 
um, people who you think don't do know things. Right, right, right. And I do, I do love his heart because look, he's like, I gotta go over there, I gotta listen to the stories. I can't, I can't just sit here safe. I have to participate and be with everybody, and that's like, it's his heart. It's so good, right? if everybody got a chance to share. I think, yeah. Did everybody get a chance to share? Did everybody get a chance to share? Okay. Jen, will you, sorry, will you be my recorder? So we're gonna um, ask them for ground rules. And so just if you'll get ready, we'll write them up there. You know, I love writing and, on a whiteboard. Yes, all right. And then what we'll, what we'll do with them is just take, I'll just take a picture of them. But every single week, we review the ground rules, ask if there's any more. Because it's just like, it sets this. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this back together. And uh, we'll, we'll continue on. Janet's going to lead this next section. So Chris, um, and Jen both thanked you for coming. And I want to just stand with them and say, I think it takes a ton of courage, curiosity, unction, whatever it is to say, I'm going to come to a class and just learn about who Jesus is. Come to, maybe you have all these questions and you've never gotten them answered and you're hoping that we're gonna be able to give you some of those answers. And we're actually gonna take time at the end to say, what are your questions? And we're gonna write them down. But I, I just wanna say, um, I admire you. I admire you for being here. I admire you for sharing around the table. And we wanna create what I'm gonna call, it's from Brene Brown, but what I call a safe container, right? Like we're gonna be, this is gonna be a safe place for us to be learners okay we're all learners and what you might not know about chris he's a learner jen is a learner i'm a learner this man here who's the oldest of us all he's a learner <laughs> right you can't you will never stop learning about jesus you will never stop learning and we're all on a journey and God loves us no matter where we are on the journey. And I want you to look at the four of us and know that we were all right where you were one day. You know, we've all been right where you are with the same questions, even maybe darker, dumber questions, like when I think about my childhood, right? So, so to let you know that we're all on a journey, we're all learners together. So I've got a couple rules that we want to try to live by, but I want you to think this is your first chance to kind of exercise the courage that it's going to take to say, I've got a thought, right? So how can we add to this list? But the first rule that we want to live by, or our ground rules as a group, is that we want to be curious, open, and interested. Right, so we're gonna come every week with the, with the spirit of curiosity. Like, I, I'm gonna be open, I'm gonna be interested. I'm not gonna be like, 
I know these church people or whatever you might think, right? Um, respect each other. So everyone, we, we wanna, boy, if we can walk away feeling respected, seen, all of that, that's a great one also. And this is my favorite one. Our goal is transformation, not information. So if you came here to take notes and to learn, like just like, oh, okay, I have some, I'm informed now, I know who Jesus is or whatever. Here's who Chris thinks Jesus is. That's step one. But really what we want is for this information and this experience that we have together to change you. We believe that anytime you encounter God, you will be changed. So we want to set up an environment where you are meeting him, where you are encountering him through the gospel of Mark and that you're changed. Okay, so I see heads nodding. You guys like these three rules, but we want to add some more. So Jen is going to be my recorder. Who's got another ground rule that you'd sharing. like sharing? Okay, what, tell me more. The more we share, the more we're going to learn from each other. Okay, so. Our experiences also, so coming in, is sharing and, and engaging. Great, great. So being willing to take a chance and, and share your story, share what your view is, share your question, share whatever it is, like being willing to, um, this is not going to be a lecture. There's going to be lots of talking around the table. So um, hopefully, and the, the folks that have been here before, they'll be like, yeah, that's right. We're going to be doing a lot of talking and not, this is not a sermon. This is not a lecture. Okay, so great. Thank you so much for being the first. Mike, right? Thanks, Mike. Okay, who else? Yeah. Okay, no cell phones. Great. So what I like to say when I teach classes is you can't t text and learn at the same time. We know we can't text and drive at the same time, but you can't text and learn at the same time either. So like trying to resist, okay, I'm just going to put my phone over there. It's on us. If we're boring and you need to look at your phone, that's on us. Okay. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. All right. What else? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So if you have a question, please voice it. It would be, we would be failures if you walked out of here going, well, I had this question and no one, and how can we know? How can we know what's in your mind if we, if you don't use your voice? So if you have a question, um, trust one of us, even if it, if it, you have to be, if you have to talk to us afterwards, right? Be willing to say, you know, you said this, and I, that's not my experience, Janet. Let us know that, right? That would be an example. Is it Libby? That would be, yeah. that would be an example of, of what Libby's talking about. Great. Okay. Assume good intent. Love that, Lindsay. That's one of my favorite phrases. So assume positive intent or good intent. So, you know, that you're not, you're never going to ask a question to try to trick me, right? I mean, hopefully you're not going to, let's see if we can stump the pastor, right? So that's, we're going to try not to do that. We're going to believe in that they're going to do the, their best to, yes, I love that. And around the people at the table, that if they ask a question, they're not trying to put you on the spot. We're not trying to put you on the spot. We're not trying to make you feel uncomfortable. We have such good intentions for this time together. Okay, so we're going to every week 
go over these just to just to ground us. This is just this is to ground us. So we'll add these. If you think of something in the rest of the you know this time or next time, and you want to say I I have another ground rule, you know, then let us know. Okay. Yeah. There there is a chair. Not that you want to, but there is a chair right up here. Super super. Okay. Great. So remembering that we're learners, and then remembering that we're all on a journey. So I already said this. One of the things that we're going to be sharing every week is one of us is going to share our journey with you so that you can really know, hey, really and truly, Janet was right where I, actually I'm sure most of you, I, I didn't even go to church most of my life. So, you know, but I was in a place of I don't know anything about God. And so I, we want to kind of share our journeys with you. So today is my turn to do that. So um, to get started, and I'm going to look at my notes a little bit. So I want to just start by saying who God is. And to me, God is such a pursuer. He is pursuing. He, he pursued me when I was, like I grew up in a family that was a loving family, but no spiritual, like not an inch of spirituality in my family. We never talked about God. We never went to church. We loved each other. But we, that was, just wasn't part of our fabric. And so my first memory, if you said, well, what is your first memory of God? Um, it actually has to do with Christmas. So um, how many of you know the Christmas song, The Little Drummer Boy? Everybody knows that song, right? How many of you know the Christmas special, The Little Drummer Boy? Okay. Okay, yeah. All right. So it's a, a kind of, people now go, it's kind of creepy. I don't know. It's a little creepy. It's like that, clay, that claymation, you know. But it's about this little boy who, um, you know, goes to Jesus and all he has to offer to, to baby Jesus is his song. And if you know the song, you know, it says, at the end it says, then he smiled at me, right? And so there was something in that song when I was a little girl, kindergarten, first grade, I, that was my very favorite Christmas special. It wasn't Rudolph the Reno's Raider. It wasn't Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Why it wasn't, I have no idea. It was a little drummer boy. And I think it was God's first touch to say, I'm, I'm going to reach you. I'm going to tell you about me in a really interesting way. So fast forward about four or five years when I was in fourth or fifth grade. And I loved music. And a, the Broadway musical, how many of you have heard of this? Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay, a lot of, a lot of uh, the older of us, right? So um, Jesus Christ Superstar was a Broadway musical that came out when I was in fourth grade. I, I loved music, but how I got my hands on this double album, I didn't bring it, I should have brought it. This double album, I have no idea. But I listened to that album one side, side one, side two, side three, side four, over and over and over again as a little girl. Of course, I love the music. It was like a rock opera. But I got to know a little bit about Jesus. Now, you might go, I think there's a lot of, like, wrong things. Like, if you know anything about it, it's okay. But it doesn't matter because God was pursuing me. And he was going, I, I'm going to, like, I was endeared to this Jesus that I, saw, that I heard about. So much so that my parents bought me the the sheet music so I could play the songs on the piano and they even took me to the downtown Chicago we lived in Chicago at the time we went to downtown Chicago and watched the musical again now my parents they're not they they're not still really not very interested in God 
but they took me because I was interested and God was pursuing me. So when I went to, when I moved to Alabama, um, we moved in, when I was in sixth grade from Chicago to Ala Birmingham, Alabama, okay? <laughs> so the whole room, oh, right? <laughs> so the difference between, you know, the Midwest, one of the biggest differences, I moved to the Bible Belt. Everybody went to church. I had no idea what they were doing there. Like, I was like, I don't know what y'all are doing there, but I am so glad I'm sleeping in. I don't, you know, I, I, whatever that is over there, I don't need it, right? And so I, but I was around a lot of people. And one day, I'll never forget, I was in like sixth, seventh grade maybe, and I was hanging out with my friends. And one of my friends, Steve, said, um, I got saved. And I'm like, what? Like, I still not exactly sure what that word means, but I just knew that it had something to do with Jesus. I knew that he was super excited about it and, and that he was, he was just, he had an energy about him that was new and he was really excited and happy about this thing that had happened to him. And I remember laying my head on the pillow that night and thinking, I do not know what happened to Steve, but I sure do wish I had a priest that I could talk to about this. Now, I, know, I knew no Christians that I, that I knew of, right? So fast forward, and I would say that was my first prayer because God heard that prayer. Fast forward a year, and my sister was getting married, and the, the young man, he's young to me now, but the pastor who did the wedding, um, started asking me questions about, are you a Christian? Are you, do you have a relationship with Jesus? Which again, I'm like, I don't really know what that means. And he said, um, you know, well, have you ever asked Jesus into your heart? Don't know what that means, right? And so I was like, well, you know, I believe that Jesus was the son of God. I have no idea why I said that, but you know, and, and so, but I'm not religious like you. Like I don't go to church and all of those things. And he was like, well, do you want to become a Christian and I was like no and he but anyway he kept he kept like asking me asking me and so finally I was like okay that's fine I'll do it so I prayed I prayed to have Jesus come into my heart don't really know what that means but anyway that's how Christians talk sometimes right so that day no bells went off no whistles nothing it was just I did say a prayer and again God is pursuing me and this man said to me just well, all you have to do is go home, read the Bible every day, and go to church. So um, I went home. I was 12 hours away from my home when I met him. And believe it or not, I did. I read the Bible every day. I got one of those read in the Bible in a year Bibles. I read the Bible every day, and I went to church when I got my driver's license. And I sat in the back. And I was like, well, this is nice. And then I left. But little bit at a time, incrementally, Jesus was changing me. Now, I was still a teenager with all kinds of teenage ways. Okay, I'll just say it like that. So when I went to college, I went to Baylor. And it was the first time I ever had Christian friends. And I ended up in a charismatic church. Lots of bells and whistles, right? Lots of fireworks. And what happened to my faith in that time was I kind of learned something about, like, I, I learned wrongly, I should say, that Jesus, there, that when you felt something, when you felt good, that meant that God was with you. Because I would go to church, 
and I would feel all these great things, and that meant that he was with me. And when I would go home and I didn't feel those things, I felt abandoned and I felt alone and confused. And so finally I was like, something is wrong here. I, this is not, something is wrong with what, the way I'm pursuing God in this moment of my life. And when I was a senior in college, I met Robbie. And so Robbie um, came into my life. You'll get to know Robbie a little bit. But he had he'd never had a girlfriend before he dated me. And I had had many, many, many boyfriends. <laughs> I'm not saying that in a proud way or him in an awkward way, right? I'm you get the picture, right? And so after, like I, after I had our first date, I went home and I just sobbed because I was like, never met anyone like this before loves God but also is like a normal person like he's normal and um, whatever that means right <laughs> and um, but I was like he I'm not I'm just not worthy of him and so after we'd been dating about two weeks I sat him down and he, uh, he you know I sat him down and I confessed every sin I have ever committed <laughs> to this man and told him why he should not be with me. Like I wasn't worthy. I wasn't good. I wasn't, you know, I was still on a journey, but I had done all these bad things. And he looked at me and it was one of the most, it was the most life-changing moment in my life. And after literally it took me about 45 minutes, he looked at me, took a breath and he said, Okay, Janet, I've heard where you've been. Now I'd like to hear where you're going. And um, still really chokes me up because it's grace. That is what God is saying to us. He is saying, I've heard, I know you, I know where you've been more than you know where you've been. But I am interested in who you're becoming. I am interested in making you into look more like my son, Jesus. And that is what I learned that day from Robbie. I, I have heard where you've been, or in God's case, I know where you've been, but I'd like to know where you're heading. So from that day forward, little tiny changes, but no more of this, right? No more bing, bang, bong. It was little tiny changes, and I'm still on the journey, and I'm still trying to learn to be more and more like Jesus every single day. So that is my journey. brings me up to today. So thank you for listening to all of those details. <laughs> so absolutely. Okay, Jen Payne. I'll give you that. That was, can we just like... I'm going to try to sit. Um, can I sit right there? All right, so I wonder how many of you in this right room, as you were listening to Janet share, maybe it's putting some parts of your own story and your ideas about who God is and specifically Jesus. Do you think he is? Do you maybe don't know for sure, but wonder if he is? And so I want you guys to take um, you know, just a minute or so just on your own to see if you can come up with two words that you might use. Questions? That's okay too. So 
Okay, one more small step of courage. Would you find, or just partner up with someone or with, at your table or near you, two or three of you, and just share, your, would you be willing to share your answer with them? If you'll do that, and then we'll, we'll come back together in a second. <clears throat> Yeah, I was like, I really like that sweater. <laughs> I stole it from my daughter's closet. It's really cute. It's so cozy. Yes. Yes. Can't limit it to two. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> That's great. <clears throat> All right, everybody. I'm resisting the urge to do like a classroom clap. That's what I feel like. Okay, yes, yeah, my teacher urge. Okay, guys. Would anybody? Would anybody be willing to share out? your word, or maybe you won't even share what your, if you'd rather share what your partner shared, that feels more safe, that's fine too, if they're okay with that. Um, but then as we're listening, feel free to jot down things that, you know, maybe you're hearing something new, you hadn't considered that. You're like, oh, that's really something, because this is, this is what this is about. We're, like Janet said, we're on this journey together. No, no one in here has it figured out. So let's do this together. All right, who wants to 
to be brave. Yeah, go ahead, Jane. I put down forgiving and loving. Oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you. Forgiving and loving. Anybody else? Mm. Thank you. Good. I put down danger and sacrifice. Mm. Good one. Really good. Yeah. I put down truth. And you know, we're living in a world that's kind of postmodernism. Mm. There's no truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Mm. We, we, I put restore. Oh, restore. Mm. That's beautiful. The becoming. Who are becoming? Yeah. Teacher and Teach provider. And provider. Teacher and provider. That's beautiful, too. Oh, I love that. Now I want to make everyone share, <laughs> but I won't. I won't. Um, great. Thank you, you guys. Thank you, thank you. And I really hope that you'll carry that with you into the week. You know, not just as you leave, like that God will bring that truth of who he is, the things that were named, and even those that weren't, that he'll remind you about. So Robbie's going to come up and get us started with. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. All right, so everybody got uh, one of these? <laughs> this is... Uh, this is uh, from Uncle Chris Page, <laughs> your, your Christmas gift. Uh, is there a piece of post in the back that did not get one? So, so okay, this is on the oh. as we ordered 50, <coughs> oh, so we have more. So they're on their way out. I'm so sorry. That's what we have on here. Here's, um, I'm not saying we have a couple extra. Here's a couple extra. You don't think no, we have You got one extra. So we'll have, we'll, uh, is there, so they can give up one of their, for their family. They're multiplying. We have enough. No, no one's without. Yeah, you did. Except for Jacksonian, because I have (laughs) (coughs) Okay, but we did order more, so we'll have some more next time. Okay, great. Um, So this is a big deal to me, because what I would love this to look like when we get to the end of the class is that you've written, Janet literally has one of these, and every single, it's in the margins, it's written all (coughs) over the place, this is for you to sit with God and ask questions and write down what he is revealing to you. So you might say, 
Well, what kind of questions were those for you? Glad you asked. <laughs> Here's three questions that I want you to ask over and over and over. What do I see? What does it mean? How do I apply that to my life? Okay, so, uh, so if you want the technical words, observation. What do I see? Without, without prejudice, what do I see? Sherlock Holmes said, many, many see, few perceive. So it's like, sit down and look. Like, for example, my main man, Chrissy, this morning, um, came to wake up his son, Jackson. Very sweet of him. Shows up 6.30 in the morning. Looks in. Doesn't see anybody in the bed. So, therefore, what would he do? He's up. Everything is great. And he leaves the room. Now, my main man, Jackson, is sleeping on the ground. The dog is now sleeping in the bed, Doug. But he's sleeping in the ground. Therefore, he did not get woken up. Did you wake him up? I knew he was on the floor. Okay. That's his, he'll figure it out. So, so here's my point, other than making my friend the smile, is Chris saw an empty bed, therefore assumed Jackson's up and he's probably working out or doing something. But lo and behold, Jackson's not there. He's laying on the floor. Um, when you open this, the first thing you want to do is just see what is there. So for example, here we go. These are the two words we're going to use here for a moment, just for the beginning. So turn right here to the beginning. And I'm just going to take you through a little bit of what I would do if I'm observing. So this is class participation, which means shout out what you think and see, okay? So we're right here at the beginning. This is the introduction. By the way, you might not have known this, but Mark was BFFs with Peter, the apostle. So even though this is Mark, and you would go, who is Mark again? Tell me again who that is. It's really Peter. So almost every single scene, Peter's in there. And this is, they're sitting down, and Peter's telling the story of how he saw all of these events take place. Okay? So it says right here at the beginning, this is the good news about Jesus. I would ask, I see this word good news. What is it? That's not rhetorical. What, what is it? Gospel. Okay. The word is gospel. What's gospel? Good news. Good news. <laughs> Derek, you are the man. Um, what, what does it mean? Just take any guesses here. I'm just observing right now. Okay, the story of Jesus. If I tell you I've got some good news, what do you think that means? Something we want to hear. Okay, something we want to hear. Now, would good news be, hey, you got to work hard and you can get into heaven? It's not actually good news. Like, follow all these rules and you can get into heaven. What good news really means is something has been done for you. It's not actually advice. Like we treat Christianity like it's advice. Like here's some things you gotta follow. And here's some things you ought to do. You know, like when you're talking to your son over and over and you're going, I'm giving you advice. 
He's not listening, or she. But good news is something that's already been done for you. And I recall to believe it, okay? So when I'm, I'm, I'm writing here, I'm sitting here in the morning, and I'm going, what is good news? Where do I know good news? I might look up a word. I could Google in the Greek. What does good news mean? What does gospel mean? That's this, it's the exact same word, okay? But I'm just stopping and I'm observing what's there, okay? Everybody with me so far? The gospel, the good news, what Jesus has done, what the story is telling about Jesus the Messiah. What do we know about Jesus the Messiah? I'm just slowing down and I'm, I'm observing. Who? Who? Jesus the Messiah. Who is it? What do you know? Son of God. Son of God, okay. Savior. What about the word Messiah? What does that mean? Anybody know? Chosen one. Chosen one? It's actually the Hebraic form of the word Christ. Chosen one. The anointed one. So like all of a sudden, we're getting this different kind of language that's pointing to something, someone that's different. And he says, Jesus, by the way, does anybody know what the Hebraic version of Jesus is, the name Jesus? Yeshua, Yeshua or Joshua, which means the Lord saves. So I'm like, huh? I'm acting like I don't know anything. I'm just slowing down. I'm not breezing by this and saying, the name Jesus? What does that mean? If I don't know, I'm looking it up. I'm trying to figure out, what. okay, who are you talking about? Here is a person. I'm telling you what this person has done for you. And his name is the Lord Savior. He's the anointed one. He's the Christ. He's the Lord. He's the Messiah. Okay, now, when I use the word Messiah, what do I got? What do you know about it? So I'm going from, I keep toggling with this, I'm going from observing, let's go a little bit deeper and say, what does it mean? <coughs> what do you know about the Messiah? Act like anything you know from the Old Testament. How long have these people been waiting for a Messiah? Long time. Long time. long time. Isaiah especially is saying there is a person coming who is going to change everything. Now what did Jews at that time think about this Messiah? Anybody got not any ideas? Free us from the Romans. Free us from the Romans. He's political. He's going to kick rear and take name and self-actualize us. That's what we think. That's what the Jews thought at that time. He's just going to lead the charge and get, make us Wow, there's going to be a surprise there. What else do you know about the Messiah? There's a lineage that's coming who's from the son of David. It's called the son of David. Many times it's interchangeable. Like, oh, he's in this royal line 
coming, and now when I see this, the Messiah, it's, it's all of that downloaded. We've been waiting forever and ever, and I just opened to the first, like Mark, uh, Chris said, the first, this is the first book. This is the first biography of Jesus, and I'm getting this guy, Jesus, <coughs> the Lord saves, is the Messiah, the promised one that people have been waiting for since the Garden of Eden, a lot of time, and, get ready, the Son of God. What in the world does that mean? Divinity, right? Like Son of God? Who is that? That is not just like I come to help you and give you a little bit of cheer, right? This is <coughs> downloaded with all of this stuff. So, okay, let me stop for just a second. When I see things that are there, I'm writing down, okay, I got to stop at this word. What does this mean? Sorry, I'm still technical. Um, <laughs> uh, like all of this, I'm slowing down, and now what I'm going to study some and look for some of these answers. And now here, fireworks going off. I've got to get to this place. So what? Okay, so, so what does this mean? So And here's a couple of questions that you might ask me. So what? What does it reveal about God? I'm going through, Chris and Jen are about to walk us through a, uh, a miracle in, the, in Mark chapter 1. As I'm looking at this, I'm asking these questions. What does it reveal about who God is? The miraculous, that he's king, that he's God, that he's man. What does this mean? What does it say about me, how does he call me to treat my neighbor? How does he call me to treat my wife? Live with integrity towards the, towards the government, towards the boss, all of these things. Everybody with me? Questions? Comments? Just real real quickly. Then he, then he goes straight into this quote from Isaiah. And Isaiah says, look, there's a messenger coming ahead of you. And he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord's God. And now he's going to go in and tell you that's happened when it was John the Baptist. John the Baptist was shouting, prepare the way for the Lord. So all of this, and, and I'm not going to get into this, they're going to get into it in a second, but the authority of the Son that he's God Almighty and the King, peace will give sin. Now, but look at this. 
he's man in this passage right here. We have the idea of him being baptized, which is confirming what said John the Baptist and his ministry is saying. And then you have this thing, which is one of my favorite verses in the scripture. Um, in uh, verse 9, just then, as Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart, the Holy Spirit just descending on him as a dove, and a voice from heaven saying, you are my dearly son, in whom I'm well pleased, and who brings me great joy. So, he's fully God, and yet a man that needs to be loved. So, evidently, this was something as he is about to start ministry. By the way, we just got introduced to him. He hasn't done anything good yet. He hasn't preached a sermon, hasn't healed anybody that we know of. And this is our introduction, and yet he's fully loved. Which now, if I'm if I'm journaling, I'm writing things like, do I feel that at night? Can I put my head on my pillow? Do I feel that same holy love? This is my beloved son, my beloved daughter. Before I do anything, before I get up in the morning, before I I show up to work, good, bad, or indifferent, holy love. Yet here's this. Holy God, yet he's also fully loved as a man. And he experiences temptation. And the same thing. I, I'm running out of time because I could keep talking. We need to get to the story. Um, but I, I want to leave us with one last thing. So, on this. Let me show you this just a little bit. Of he, he was tempted. So, why... When we, when we get to the passage, we're going to show, I'm going to skip that. This was really good, though. <laughs> <laughs> he gets us, you know. Jackson wanted me to tell you it, it, it came out during the Super Bowl. So we get that. Yeah, he gets us. But this whole idea of Jesus is tempted, and he's fully man. It says we don't have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who is also not only sympathized, but in every respect is tempted as we are, yet without sin. Fully God, who could not be tempted, fully man, who knows exactly what you're going through. And doesn't say, oh, why are you tempted like that? But understands. Somebody said the difference between sympathy and empathy is Sympathizing only is to say, oh, I see you're in pain. Oh, I see how much hurts. Empathy is when you come alongside of them and meet them where they are. Could you empathize? That's what our God is. One of my favorite verses in the scripture says, and you will call his name Emmanuel. Predicted in the Garden of Eden, that's what Becca said, and all the way through until he fulfilled that promise and came to facilitate, and we're going to get there at the end of Mark, facilitate the sacrifice, the death on the cross, this offering, so that we could be forgiven.
forgiven and given new life. But listen to this. The forgiveness is not so that you will be good with boys and girls. Like Santa Claus, you know, he knows that we're going to be naughty anyway. That's not God. God absolutely came on a rescue mission to forgive so that we could be with him. It's not a moral claim. It does include morality. It's not about getting you to make wise decisions so you can self-actualize. Those things can happen in God. But the whole, the whole emphasis of him coming on a rescue mission was so that he could be with you for eternity. Now think about your family reunion and the people that you were related to, but maybe you didn't like Uncle Buck as much as, you know, I, I had one Uncle Jeff. Anyway, we, we don't need a story on him. Would you imagine me saying to Uncle Jack, could I just spend eternity with him? He was not a kind guy. He was rela related to me. He was not a kind guy. But God said in this story, I want to be with you for eternity. And now we're going to study this story, this whole mission. What was Jesus' mission? Why did he come? The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life to those as a ransom for many. He came to ransom you so that you could be in his presence forever. That's the good news. That somebody, whoever's their gospel, thank you, Derek, the good news is that he came to give his life so that he could be with them. I'm going to show you um, a video clip now from The Chosen that Chris alluded to. And then the couple of the year is going to talk about it. So you're, go you're going to be blown away. So this is right at the beginning in, in Mark. And we'll tell you what the reading is for this week. So we know you haven't read this yet. But this is one of the first stories
All right, so let's just um, sit in this moment for a moment for for a few moments, um, because you know, a picture like this. Do you want to sit down there? Oh, oh, okay. Um, you've got me all rattled. Um, a picture like this speaks a thousand words, you know, um, and it's one thing to to read it, and another thing to experience it, you know, to see what we just saw. So I just wonder for a couple of minutes if you'd have the, again, the courage to share what you felt in that, or if there was a phrase or a word or a moment in the miracle there, which by the way, this, this miracle is captured in the last part of Mark chapter one in verses 40 through 45. So if you have your, your journals and your scriptures there, what you just saw happens right at the end of Mark chapter one. Um, but I wonder just for a couple of minutes as we kind of sit in this and what you felt and experienced, if you'd be willing to just to share what you felt when you watched that. What stuck out to you? Yes. Um, I was just thinking about just being a man and how we would have had, you know, people avoiding him for yeah. who knows how long and just to have somebody finally approach him and be driven to even be yes. within breath of him. Yes. Just kind of over. 
can every can everyone hear? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Mike. He was talking about empathy and how Robbie was talking about the difference between sympathy and empathy and how Jesus came close to him. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Yes. Jesus is our healer. Clean us and make us new. Yeah. Yes. Couldn't get new. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And his disciples are saying, "No, Rabbi. No, you, you, you can't touch him. You can't go close." Yeah. Libby. Yes. I was kind of amused how they like changed up the room, you know, like how it was worded. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, that's how it is. And I'm like, oh, I mean, like, yeah, there's a bacteria and there's a process, but hmm, it's very possible that yeah. they won't did immediately yeah. heal up. I mean, he's Jesus. Like, yeah. what can he do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Great. Thank you for sharing that. That's a great observation. 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 <laughs> great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is great. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's great. That's a great observation. You would, you would typically, if you were healed, you would go to the temple and offer a thanks offering and present yourself to the priest. And so Jesus fulfills that. You know, he says you should do that. Yeah. But, but, don't, but don't tell anybody. Yeah. Which he blows it, by the way. If you read the... the, the he tells everybody. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, so. I have to say, like, you can't leave the house because I'm here. 
totally. Because that day in life is different now. So we yeah. can walk away being like, oh, it was a nice little thing that happened to me, but we can still say, yeah. Mm-hmm. How part was your life? So good. Yeah, please. I'd be curious, what questions mm. do you have? Like, what questions does that prompt in you as you observed all of that? Mm. I'd like to talk about it for a minute, but then also this week when you go to the reading, like if you read the, the account in Scripture, what questions does it evoke? Because I have a couple in my mind that I want you all to Yeah, questions as you've watched that. such a great so and you could probably speak to some of this but I know the root word for passion is anger Um, so it it comes from the same root word so that's a great I don't know the answer but but I think that's a great interesting thing to think about what would Jesus be angry about in that situation what do you think yeah 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 that's a it's a great observation Rebecca what else would he be angry about? The, yeah, that this man is sick. Yes. Yeah. We'll learn later on that obviously God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit created the world, but Jesus was the creative agent of the Trinity that made the world. So he's got to be looking at his creation and angry that he, this man wasn't created to have a disease like this and to be in this condition. And yeah, that's a great. Thank you, Arlene. Yes. So to your point that I was saying earlier about the reasoning, it isn't. Uh, I know it sounded a little more individual, but actually, what I was thinking is, you know, back then when they had leprosy, they could not be plugged. They could not. They had. They were plugged from their family. That man must have been like how defeated must he feel. Mm. You can't provide for your family. You can't even spend Thanksgiving or whatever meal, right? There's nothing. You're done. And the reason that it caught my attention the way they portrayed that is because the fact that the wound healed immediately meant 
Yes. So Dan's point out that so Jesus says, "Don't tell anyone," but he does. He tells everybody, of course, and we would too. And he's excited, and then it draws more attention to Jesus and the timing of things and how Jesus wanted to reveal Himself in time to people. And we're here from from Mark here that it seems like it sped things up that more people wanted to be around and it caused challenges. I know, and we'll learn this in our journey through Mark, that, that Jesus says, um, you know, that I didn't come to abolish the law, but I came to fulfill it. And there were, so the Mosaic law was from God, and it was the system in place. So obviously they're in an in-between moment here where Jesus is coming to fulfill that, but he's still obviously in this miracle and others encouraging people to follow the good law that's in place that does glorify God. But maybe there's more to it as well, that he wanted the priest to see you know, what would it happen as well? So just to these, thank you guys, each of you for sharing. Um, and again, we're going to show things like this um, because uh, not that it may not, it may not be exactly word for word what happened, but we know enough from the scriptures that we can inference and it brings it to life that these were real people and real things that happened. And we chose the gospel of Mark because again, as I mentioned at the top, it has more events recorded in Mark than any other gospel. It is full of action, but it's the shortest gospel. So it just comes right at you. And even in chapter one, it is, it is so full. But the, what, what sticks out to me from this narrative, this is verses 40 through 45, um, is the man asking Jesus, are you willing? Um, and I mean, I just, every time I watch it, I've watched it like 10 times getting ready for tonight. I'm still tearing up when he says, I, I'm, I'm willing, I am willing, which I just hope you hear that to your heart that God, you know, is Jesus is coming towards you and saying, I am willing. Um, whatever your questions are, your doubts, um, disappointments with God, um, you know, anger with God, anger with God's people, with the church, your, you know, maybe a background painful story. 
um, that Jesus is willing um, to step towards you and absorb and, and be with you in that. And the other part of that miracle, which we're going to see all throughout with a lot of mir- Jesus' miracles, is he's able. It's not, he's not just willing, but he's able, which kind of takes us back to Robbie's teaching that he's, you know, that he's the son of God, he's the Messiah, as th- verse 1 says, that, but it's good news. And the good news is he's able. Like, he's, he, you know, he's the son of God, he's the Messiah, he, he's able to do it. And then the good news is he's, he's willing to do that for you and for me, and he has and demonstrated that. Um, so not only is he able, but he's, but he's willing, which is the, just such a beautiful part of that narrative. And when you hear him say those words, it's just um, so impactful. Um, so we wanted to end with one more discussion. Um, and really the discussion is around, you know, what do you, what do you really hope to get from these six weeks uh, in our journey together as you engage the Gospel of Mark, as we have our discussions in here? As we learn some of our stories with each other, as we share stories, what, what do you hope to, to get from this? Um, and I thought just for the sake of our time together tonight, um, if we could do that around our tables, if we could just you know, share for a couple of minutes with your table mates um, you know, what, you're, what you're wanting to get. And then at the end, I'd love for you to just in one sentence write that down in your journal so you don't forget it. Um, you know, if here's what I shared tonight. Um, that I really want to get from this that I'm praying for in the class. And if you're willing to share it with someone at your table um, out loud, that would be terrific. And then, and then write it down as well. And then we'll, we'll come back and finish together. Everybody good? And for the, for the back row, if you guys could huddle up and do that together. So what is it that you're hoping to get from the class, from our six weeks together? If you could share that, if you're willing to share. Um, and then if you could write it, um, maybe write it first. And then if you're willing to share it, around your table for for just a couple of minutes um, and then we'll finish together. Everybody good? Great. fine for tonight in the back row, but you need to be around the table.
Well, we have um, beats. We have like 20 or 30 of these. So we could bring high tops in here. Yeah. It's a good idea. And then we could, because it's just be you and me. She mentioned a room to me today that uh, she was like, I just don't think it looks good. Like it's all run down. But I may just go look at it to just see, like, because I'd rather have the space. No, but it's worth looking at though. I think it's a good point about moving people around. It is a long time for adults, for anybody. think through any of those things that you want to use or you want to do would be great. Is there anything else you want to share tonight? Well, I don't want to hog the time or take, yeah. Okay. Okay. That would be great. for a couple more minutes.
people are sharing. All right, guys, I'm going to give you maybe 30 more seconds if, if you're wrapping up, just to, just to wrap up at your table. I don't want to cut anybody off. <laughs> Glad you guys came. See, bro.
Yeah. You guys doing all right? Good. Good. How's school going? Good. Oh, do you really? Nice. What is that for? Um, I got like trying to get people to come to school. Okay. All right. Nice. Good job, Charlie. Awesome. That's awesome. I'm proud of you, man. Good job. What grade are you in now? Ninth. You're in ninth. So high school. Okay. Gotcha. Thanks for being here, man. And this is my son, Jackson. He's a senior uh, this year. He's at Commonwealth High School. It's a charter school. It's connected to CMS, but it's its own school. Where is it at? It's off of Central Avenue. Yeah. How about you, Charlie? I go to Providence. You go to Providence. I went to Providence. Believe it or not, long time ago. It's changed a lot, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, glad you're here, man. Yeah. Yeah, that is a hard seat. We'll get a better seat next week. I think I'm going to do some like high tops at the bat next week. Try to figure out a way to get everybody around tables. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna call us back. Um, we're gonna have we're gonna have fun together. I can tell because lots of great laughter and conversation in the room. So I'm glad to hear that tonight and the ways that you've connected already around your tables. And next week we're gonna get creative and find some different ways um, to get more tables in here, get a few high tops, and get everybody in circles. So I promise it's gonna happen. Um, and we'll have a few more guides next week as well, the journals. Um, I think most everybody got one, but we'll have some more next week that you can, um, you can grab in case you didn't get one. All right, and so here is our assignment for week two. I want to call it homework. It's a great opportunity for us to go further. Um, Mark, one through three. Mark 1 through 3 is our reading. So obviously you could do that just in your scripture or your um, kind of scripture journal that we're giving you there. And would really encourage you with the, you know, the format that Robbie gave you there um, to go through the first three chapters and just take your notes and write your thoughts. Um, and then next week, we're going to go further in that section in chapters one through three. Um, and we'll, similar format to tonight, we'll do table discussion, we'll, we'll do some, some videos, we'll do some teaching, um, interaction, and that's kind of how we'll roll through our class together, okay? Um, so next week, if you could read um, chapters 1 through 3 in the Gospel of Mark, make your observations and your interpretation. As many questions as you can. Yeah. The more questions you ask, the more answers you'll get. Oh, that's a good insight. Yeah. There you go. That'll show up. It's a wise man. So that, yeah. Yeah. You might hear that on Sunday. Um, what else? Am I missing anything else, guys? Yeah. Robbie, Janet, thanks for being with us tonight. This is so awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, everybody good? Everybody gonna be here next week? Promise? Okay. All right. Jen's gonna Jen's gonna pray for us, and then we will make our way home and and be safe. Father, we just thank you so much for this space and time to gather. God, that in your sovereignty you saw this time together long before hmm. we were ever a thought. And so, just thank you. Thank you for bringing us all together in this room. And I pray, God, that you would just take everything that is true and that you would seal that in every heart and mind here and that you would continue to give each one of us the courage hmm. to ask questions, 
Thank you for seeing me. You're more than anything. Thank you for pursuing us. We love you. And that's all we can remember. Amen. Amen. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for being here.